The Abandoned Mine from Peasant Tales of Russia by Vasily Nemirovich Danchenko. Translated by Claude Field. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Kevin Davidson. Part 5. In less than a quarter of an hour, all the survivors of the catastrophe were collected. The overseer ordered them to provide themselves with torches, of which a reserve store was always kept in a dry place under the roof. Then the roll of names was called, and seven miners were found to be missing. They had been buried alive, and there was no hope of finding them. "'Now listen to me, comrades,' said the overseer. "'I mean to be obeyed. Above all, no quarrelling. This is not the time for it. If we begin that, we are all lost.' I think that if we try by the old gallery above we shall reach the shaft, which is possibly only flooded below, and may still be practicable above. You, Ivan, lean on somebody. Support the old man, comrades. We must not leave him here. You are the strongest of all, Tarenti. Help him. God will reward you. And now forward with God's help. He uncovered and crossed himself. Everyone followed his example. "'What are we to do with these?' asked a miner, pointing to the dead bodies. "'Nothing. God has undertaken to bury them,' answered several voices. "'They are well where they are, for to die thus in an accident is the same thing as dying after confession. God himself has willed it. Everyone knows that among us in the Ural. "'Well, may the earth lie lightly upon them.' The overseer raised his torch still higher, and a march began. The miners followed him, skirting the walls timidly. They soon reached a slanting passage leading to the old deserted gallery which was above the one they were leaving. The overseer entered it resolutely. Keeping closely together, the miners began to climb up the steep incline, stopping at moments sometimes to see if they would be able to advance sometimes to listen whether there was not a noise behind them, and whether the gallery they had just quitted had not fallen in. Before and behind them there was nothing but darkness, the only light being the flame of the torch. The miners walked in this dim light while the darkness seemed to follow them and dog their footsteps. They thus climbed upwards for twenty minutes, sometimes stooping when the roof came low, then walking erect when possible. If one of them found himself lagging a little behind, he hastened to rejoin the rest. Their chief fear seemed now to be left alone, as those who loitered too long were sure to perish. From time to time the overseer slackened his pace in order to make sure that all were present. Then he resumed the march. Suddenly a strong gust of air made the flame of the torch waver. As the draft became stronger, the flame was blown backwards, and became a long tongue of fire. A thick smoke blackened the miners' faces, but they took no notice of it and still advanced. The passage became wider. Remnants of old beams, decayed with age, projected from the walls and barred their way, but they strode over them. Suddenly the end of the procession found itself plunged in darkness. The torch had disappeared. The overseer and several others had finally reached the old gallery. He gave the order to light several torches. Now they saw the old gallery stretching before them. 
The rock appeared intact. When their torches were raised, the roof was seen to be still solid, though here and there water filtered through. On the ground was a pool in the midst of which a slight gurgling noise was heard, evidently caused by a subterranean spring. A long thread of water escaped from this pool, flowing to an exit from the gallery which opened on the shaft. The miners followed it. "'Stop, comrades!' said the chief miner, turning around. "'Wait for me here a moment. I will go first alone to see if there is any danger in proceeding farther.' In alarm, the miners halted, keeping close to one another. The overseer's torch gradually became more distant, and soon was only a little luminous point in the darkness. Then they saw this little point stop, rise, and sink again, finally rest motionless, and soon commenced to grow larger as it approached. Then the overseer's figure was distinctly seen. His face was pale with alarm. He approached the miners without speaking, while they also remained silent. "'My friends, there is nothing left us but to die.' A strong agitation ran through the crowd of miners. The overseer approached the exit of the gallery, and at the risk of falling into the shaft he leant over it and lit it up with his torch. Then one could see to what extent the mine had been damaged. Huge fragments of rock were displaced and threatened to fall at any moment. One great block, undermined by the water, had been detached immediately above the shaft, whose opening it obstructed, destroying all hope of getting out that way. As for the ladders, they no longer existed. End of Part 5 Recording by Kevin Davidson www.blogordie.com